Have you ever been so in the moment that you realize that you're witnessing something so beautiful, so remarkable, so completely exquisite that it nearly brings you to tears? Or maybe it does bring you to tears. <laughs> I want to talk about that. Hang on just a second. Have you reached midlife or beyond and find yourself aching for a more fulfilled life? Do you long for something bigger to light you up or set you free? Then this is the place for you. I'm inviting you to join me in some insightful conversations with extraordinary humans, all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. I also share some of my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. I'm Patty Diener, an author, an entrepreneur, and a seeker of the best life possible in our beautiful second act. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Beautiful Second Act Podcast. I'm Patty Diener, your host, and today we're going to be talking about five reasons to travel alone. And while I'm recording this, I'm actually on a trip by myself. So I've been traveling by myself for about seven years now, and 2015 is when I started. And the whole reason for traveling alone in the beginning for me was so that I could write. I'm going to give full credit here to my husband, Charlie, because he, it was his suggestion that I get away and write because no matter what I did when I was at home writing, it seems like there was always this, um, you know, this guilt that I would harbor in the back of my mind if I was writing too long because, you know, it was time to stop and break from my writing to make the dinner or I needed to clean something in the house or somebody needed me or needed my attention. And he was like, you know, you're so stressed out about this. Why don't you just go away for a few days and so that way you can get some writing done? Bing! What an epiphany, right? But since that time, I realized that it was more than that. It was more than just the writing for my reasoning for getting away once I kind of got into the groove of it and got over the, the weird angst of being by myself writing and being by myself traveling and wondering, you know, whether or not it was too indulgent. So what I'm going to say to you is um, I want to just break this down into the five reasons that I think it's so important that everyone travel alone. And um, it can be for short stints, it can be for a long trip, it can be for however long you think that you need. But the number one reason that I believe people should travel alone is to reconnect with yourself. And people think, oh, well, what exactly does that mean? You know, well, if I break it down, I'm going to basically say it's learning to be in the moment. And that is something that a lot of people can't do. Um, before we started this podcast, I talked a little bit about have you ever, you know, been so in the moment that you were a witness to something that was so beautiful and remarkable and exquisite that it literally brought you to tears? That happened to me um, on this trip that I'm on right now. Um, I've been gone for three days. And last night, um, really, I just was in a, in a room with people around me, but I was sitting at a table by myself and I was staring outside. Um, their windows are just remarkable here where I'm staying. They're so big and, and there's so much beauty all around that I completely tuned everybody that was in the room out. You know, they were dining and I was sitting at the table by myself and I completely got lost in looking outside over the bluff. So there's this cliff that hangs over the, the ocean and the water, you know, the inlet area where um, boats were coming in and out. It was so gorgeous with just watching the water break on the rocks, watching the birds flying below us, seeing the sun setting, 
um, the plants and foliage outside. It was all these different colors. And I thought to myself, nature is so beautiful and so it's so unbelievable that we live where there's so many creations that are so breathtaking that I could hardly believe I was able to witness it. I, was, I could hardly believe my fortune, my great fortune, to be seeing all of these beautiful things. And um, it just, it literally almost brought me to tears. Uh, my eyes welled up and I realized, okay, all of a sudden I snapped out of it and said, I'm in a room full of people. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't want the waitress running over me and asking me if something was wrong with my food. But, <laughs> but quite honestly, it's in those moments when you are not in conversation with anyone. You're not even in conversation with yourself except for to be in complete awe. Um, it, it's so hard to do when you are with other people to really stop and see the beauty and take it fully into your soul and, and realize with such deep gratitude how much you appreciate everything around you and all of your experiences. And that can happen about anything, really. I mean, um, you can have those types of experiences where you're so in the moment, but you're you generally with somebody else, like say the birth of your, your child, that is a moment that, you know, will bring you to tears and it is so beautiful, remarkable and exquisite. But I'm talking about things that are, that you feel deep in your soul when you're alone, that you can just appreciate your existence. And that is really hard to do when you are surrounded by the busyness of life. So reconnecting with yourself, um, that might mean that you are learning something, you know, learning something new. And um, I, I, I often will bring, well, I won't say often, I always bring lots of books to read with me because I, I may not just want to read a novel. And if you know anything about me, I read daily um, both nonfiction and fiction books. But the nonfiction books that I generally choose are usually something that I can learn about myself or learn about life and hopefully grow from the experience of the knowledge. So I'm going to read a little something to you now that is from the book Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Now I talk about him a lot because he's kind of like my spiritual guru. This is something that he talks about in the sixth verse of the Tao Te Ching, and it's about living creatively. Now I can't explain this to you very well on my own, so that's why I'm going to read an excerpt from his book. And he says that in Deng Ming Dao's 365 daily meditations, the divine feminine energy is equated with the sound of birds soaring and gliding over vast landscape. So I'm going to read to you what he says is part of that daily, uh, part of that 365 daily meditation. And he says, you can feel this in your life. Events will take on a perfect momentum, a glorious cadence. You can feel it in your body. The energy will rise up in you in a thrilling crescendo, setting your very nerves aglow. You will feel it in your spirit. You will enter a state of such perfect grace that you will resound over the landscape of reality like ephemeral birdsong. When Tao comes to you in this way, ride it for all that you are worth. Don't interfere. Don't stop. Don't try to direct it. Let it flow and follow it. As long as the song lasts, follow, just follow. So you guys, that is the kind of feeling that I'm trying to describe to you is when you are completely in flow with life, when you are um, 
and to trying to describe uh, the Tao Te Ching is no way I can possibly describe that. That's something that is a learned experience. And like I said, that's just from the sixth verse. <laughs> and there's like 81 verses, I guess. But to be in the moment so wholly, so fully, so full of appreciation that you literally are, it just, it lights up your entire soul and you can't help but to weep because of the connection you have with the energy field that is so beyond explanation. Um, it's just, you, it just brings you to tears, uh, tears of joy. So that's what I'm saying when you can't reconnect with yourself unless you're by yourself. And um, I think it's so important to everyone's well-being to take time to see something new and to be on your own and to have that time to just reconnect with yourself. So another thing I'm going to touch on is what Dr. Wayne Dyer um, mentions um, following that reading is he says that when you're in touch with the energy of your origin, you offer the world your authentic intelligence, talents, and behaviors. You're co-creating with the you that originated in the Tao with the very measure of your essence. The Tao is not confused about what to create and how to go about it as this is your legacy from the mysterious feminine. Listen to your inner callings. Ignore how others might want to direct your life's energy and allow yourself to radiate outward what you feel so profoundly and deeply within you. There's a reservoir of talent, ability, and intelligence inside of you that's as endless and inexhaustible as the Tao itself. It must be that way because you are what you came from, and where you came from is this all-encompassing, endlessly creative divine mother, the mysterious feminine of the Tao. Whatever you feel within you as your calling, whatever makes you feel alive, know in your heart that this excitement is all the evidence you need to have your inner passion become reality. This is precisely how creation works, and it's the energy that harmonizes with the Tao. So take away from that what you will, but I'm saying that you already have a knowing inside of you and you have the direction that you need for your life. But if you're not quiet, if you don't take that time to learn to be still, to learn to be silent and then listen to your inner knowing, it's going to be very hard to connect with yourself, with your true authentic self. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to say that the number one reason for traveling alone is to reconnect with yourself. And the number two reason kind of follows that because... Number two is you're forced to deal with you. Now, that's something that a lot of us try to avoid. There's a lot of junk that we've got going on in that mind of ours. There's a lot of space that we need to clear out and clear out the clutter. And we need to get rid of some of that crap in there. But the problem is, is if you're just um, sweeping stuff under the proverbial rug or, you know, it's like the refrigerator, you guys. You keep putting new shit in the front and the old stuff stays in the back and keeps getting shoved back into the far back of the refrigerator. And after a while, there's no more room. There's no room for the new stuff. There's no room for all the beautiful, wonderful stuff that you've just uh, brought home. And I mean home to your mind. And you've got all that junk that's in the back that's no longer serving you, that's just cluttering up your space, and you need to get it the hell out of there before it just basically becomes toxic waste in your, okay, the mind. <laughs> I don't know if that analogy is going to work for you or not, but that's where, that's where it took me. And when you're alone, you are forced to deal with you. 
I mean, you have got to find a way to cry it out, um, you know, sing it out, journal. Uh, there, there's a lot of ways to deal with you. But it's really hard to complete a thought when your life is so busy or if people are always around. And um, sure, you know, we love our families, we love our friends, we love our communities, and we want to be able to be there for them. But when you have to deal with you once in a while and get all the junk cleared out, that's going to be like the best thing for you and for everybody that you're around. So taking time without feeling the guilt, because that's just more junk that you're going to have in there. Okay. You got to get rid of the guilt is the number one junk you got to get rid of. But however you do that, when you have to deal with you, I always recommend um, a mind dump journaling session. And a lot of people do it daily. I don't do journaling daily, but I do journal regularly and um, at least a few times a week. And when I do, I like to just do it right after a meditation where I can get everything out on paper, whatever just comes to my mind. I don't, you know, just like I was reading to you with the Tao the Te Ching uh, on that verse where Dr. Wayne Dyer was interpreting it, um, in that don't try to direct it. Don't try, okay? Don't interfere. Just let it flow. Let it go out. Let it be whatever it's going to be. And that's when you're going to find your most creativity is when you are just letting things go. And sometimes when you find that you have had time to deal with you, it's like you're lighter. It's like you're freer. Um, let, let's go on to number three here. When you're alone and you're traveling alone, you're able to witness. And that is part of the whole, you know, number one and number two, reconnecting with yourself, dealing with you. But when you're alone to witness, it just puts like a big highlighter pen across whatever it is that you're witnessing when you're by yourself. When you travel, especially if you're traveling someplace new, I highly recommend going someplace that you've never been before. Um, I think that that's when your heart can be the most wide open is when, you when you're experiencing something brand new. Um, you know, of course, I always recommend that you tell everybody that you love, where you're going, um, where you're possibly staying. Um, those types of things so that people can get out in touch with you and you don't feel alone in the world when you know that people know where you're going. However, if you are even going to a place that you love that you like to go back to, take a different route. Every time I come to the coast, I try and find a new way to drive there. Um, a road literally that I have not traveled, traveled before because um, the road less traveled is the one that brings up the most experience for you. Um, if you travel on roads or go to places that are very familiar to you, a lot of times you're going to tune out. You won't be able to be alone to witness, um, which is number three, you know, witnessing alone. You will not be able to do that if your mind checks out on you. So I highly recommend being open to the experience of something brand new, something, you know, kind of foreign to you, and um, then let your heart stay wide open so that you are able to get the most experience out of your time alone. Because a lot of times we can't get away by ourselves for very long. So you want to make the most of the time that you are on your own. So let's go to number four. Um, this one is because I'm kind of a foodie. I am like, you know, I love different types of food. I love cooking. Um, I love the experience of new creations or pairing things differently than I've imagined from before. And when you're by yourself, I'm sorry, but food can taste better when you're alone. <laughs> it 
It's true. Um, when you travel to new places, try and go to different restaurants that you haven't tried before. Or if you're going to the same restaurant, don't order the same thing you've ordered before. Try the specials. Try a, a different type of food from a different region. Try different wines that you've never tried before. Um, food just is, it, that can be another wonderful eye-opening experience. I know some people that, um, and even in my own family, had not tried, um, you know, different types of ethnic foods from different countries. They had not tried them. And because they, they thought they were fearful in their mind that they, you know, they just had food aversions. But the bottom line is, is until you try something, you don't know what you're missing. Um, if you don't like it, you at least tried it. And it's the same thing we say to the children, right? You at least have to try it. You have to try one or two bites. You have to try it. Well, the same thing when you're an adult, you have to be telling yourself, I know you're in charge of your own mind and your own palate and your own choices, but come on. There, that's such a limiting belief to say that you only will eat certain things. When you're out there and you're in a different place, experience food differently. Don't order the same thing. Anyway, that's one of my recommendations for while you're out there. One of the top five to me is the food. When you're traveling alone, try different foods. Okay. And the number five, the, 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 the last thing I'm going to talk to you guys about today for why you should travel alone is you will become a better person for it. I think it's important for you to get out there, travel alone, and then if you do go into a community and you talk to strangers, you know, whether it's in a store or a restaurant or in a park or on the street, pay attention to them. Pay attention to, um, you know, their body movement, their eyes, whether they smile or not. Smile when you meet a stranger. Um, have compassion and empathy for another person. If you have to talk to them about something like whether it be for directions or talk to them about their town or find out where they're traveling from, be open to the experience. And that can fill you full of gratitude for your own life too. Um, talking to others when you're by yourself, traveling alone, you gain experience through them and maybe they will give you a recommendation to something that you never would have done before. But by the time you return home, after however long you're gone, whether it be one day, two days, a week, a month, I don't know how long you're going to travel for, but when you return back to your home and to your loved ones, all the life experience that you have gained from seeing things, witnessing things, being by yourself, you don't have to be lonely just because you're alone. But eventually when you go home, you won't have that angst or that itch to get away because you just had an experience and you can come back and share it with them. And uh, I just really believe wholeheartedly that I am a better person. I know 100% I'm a better person when I've been away for a while. And then when I get home to my home, I appreciate my home. I appreciate my bed. I appreciate my family and friends. I appreciate my dogs. I appreciate even my housework and my gardening. Um, it's because when you don't have that for a little while, you know, they say as absence makes the heart grow fonder. And that's true for not just for people, but it's true for all things in life. And it gives you a deeper, richer appreciation for whatever it is that you have. Because let's be honest, no one in this life gets everything that they have ever wanted because we always end up wanting more. <laughs> so what it is that you need to do is be grateful for what it is that you have. You don't have to have everything you want, but you do or should want everything that you have. 
And that makes you appreciate it so much more when you have traveled alone. So to recap the top five reasons that I say we should all travel alone are number one, reconnecting with yourself. Number two, you're forced to deal with you. Number three, you're alone to bear witness. And number four, food tastes great, food tastes better. (laughs) And the last one, number five, is you are a better person for returning. You're a better person for it. Okay, you guys, I hope that you've enjoyed this content. Uh, Before we go today, I want to recommend that if you have not read my book, After the Fire, that you go ahead and get a copy today. I'll leave a link in the show notes. I wrote After the Fire based on the true events of the 2015 Valley Fire that happened in the community where I live in Lake County, California. It burned over a thousand homes. And my characters are to the Valley Fire what Jack and Rose were to the Titanic. So it is a love story. Um, Go ahead and grab a copy today at any of the uh, fine retailers in Northern California. There's select retailers that are carrying the book, and also you can get it on Amazon, both ebook and in paperback. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Um, Listen, before we go, I wanted to say your time here spent with me listening to the podcast is so appreciated because I know you have busy lives, and I know that you guys have a lot of important things to do, but that you spend some time here with me Um, listening to either my solo podcast or an interview podcast. It really means the world to me. So thank you so very much. Also, if you like this content, share it out with a friend or be really great if you could leave me a review. Um, Reviews really help so that other people will find the podcast easier. And also don't forget to subscribe and, um, you know, you can leave a rating too. Hey, five stars makes me look great, guys. So thanks once again. You can also join Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. We have a wonderful community of people there all striving to live our best life in the second half of life. And there's Sunday morning coffee lives. There's Friday night wine lives. Um, Just a bunch of supportive people there motivating one another to get out there and do our thing because age is just a number, y'all. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. I'll leave all the links for today in the show notes, including where you can pick up a copy of Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, Living the Wisdom of the Tao. So um, that's where I got the quotes from today that I read the excerpt out of. And um, lastly, follow me over there on Instagram, y'all. Keep the party going. All right. Have a great rest of your week. Meet me back here next Tuesday and every Tuesday for our new Beautiful Second Act podcast episodes. Cheers. Cheers.